y'all, and welcome to In Conversation, a new video series from Shift. Today, our video partner is Rain the Growth Agency, and we're going to be talking about the changing landscape of production, how actual physical onset production has changed, and what it looks like now. And our guest today is Jeff Beckerman. He's the director of production for Rain the Growth Agency. So, welcome, Jeff. Hi. Hi. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Great. Happy to Doing have really you. Good. Thank you. Happy to be here. So I'd love to start out if you're able to just introduce yourself a little bit. Tell us a little bit about Rain the Growth Agency and, and what you guys do. Sure. Hi, I'm Jeff Beckerman, Director of Production at Rain the Growth Agency. Um, Rain is a full-service direct-to-consumer agency. We help our clients scale their business by building their brands and achieving their ROI goals through proven media and creative strategies. So when we're, we're talking about production specifically, um, once you've got the idea and the creative and everything's kind of figured out, you mentioned that you have some people that work kind of in-house and I assume you also kind of hire out depending on the production. Can you talk a little bit about right. that process? So as a production company or, or the production team, you know, comprises of producers, we have multiple producers, we have basically an in-house content creator, someone that can shoot and edit, and then we also have a, a, a production manager. Everyone else will freelance as we need to expand or contract. Um, so usually on any one production, and usually, you know, on a typical, we're doing a few productions a month. Um, and uh, sometimes they overlap. So if we're, at, you know, if, if that um, producer is busy on another project or has to dedicate all that time to that project, then maybe we'll hire a freelance producer to work with us. But most likely we're going to stick with who we have within our own confines. Um, and then what, what makes us unique is that ability to then we go and we find a director and you know typically there's a lot of freelance directors out there so we try to match the right director with the project and usually we'll find a few per project and then you know do the typical like show it to the client here's the reason why we recommend these three please let's have a discussion about how to choose you know, availability, you know, directors yeah, up yeah, until yeah. this have been very busy also. Um, so maybe the one that we love still isn't available. We can't right. adjust our schedule. They can't adjust their schedule. So that has something to do with it. DP, maybe it's their DP, maybe it's a DP we recommend. Typically, is it visual effects based? Is it something that we can do internally with our own post team? Because we do have some visual effects capabilities. Do we have to go and do something with a higher end visual effects team, create a bunch of 3D animation? That's something we won't create um, in-house. You know, so all these things are kind of discussed, thought out, um, worked out for each commercial. But we're doing a ton more than just commercials now. I mean, we're doing so much more social digital content and so a lot of times we're talking just a scale of budgeting so it may be you know for the digital content we got to do it faster it's got to be uh, we only have x amount of dollars which is less so how do we scale so maybe we're not doing as big of a crew maybe we try to um, work with the creative team to mold the idea a little bit so that it doesn't require you know 12 pas and you know 16 gaffer you know whatever yeah. um, you know something like that but also we have something we created called the production lab and the production lab is our own internal quick uh, turn digital content. And so a lot of times it's, it's, it could be, you know, it's, it's not one person. It's not, we do have a space, but it's not, it's not based on any of that. It's based on the type of project and the type of project in the production lab is usually like, we got to get something done quickly and out the door quickly. Usually it's for digital media. Usually it's for social media or some type of digital content. But we've done commercials through it also. They're just lower cost 
different type of style, different turnaround, we may self-execute them. So we may not have a director or a DP will have our content creator be the shooter and the editor and one of our creatives will direct. It really all depends on who the client is and what the, what the ask is. Right. So that's kind of like how we work production. Right. And would you say that the bulk uh, before COVID, pre-COVID, would you say that the bulk of your um, productions were really on set production based? Did you do any um, animation, strictly digital content or VFX based content? Or would you say most of the content you produced before COVID was really um, shooting on a set? You know, I would say probably about 60%, 60 to 70% was shooting on a set. The rest, so having our own post um, division basically within the company. Also, they're constantly re-editing the existing content. And a lot of times that's because of how our analytics test. We suggest doing something because we're a DTC company. We're direct to consumer. So we get uh, feedback and it's like we're, we're targeting the wrong, you know, we, we have to retarget you know, a different right. market, a different, um, a different channel, uh, you know, a different website, whatever. So that retargeting will tell us how do we have to tag, let's say, the the commercial sure. or the content differently. So they're constantly working. We do get um, projects that are more graphically driven, but typically our typical projects are live action with graphics and, and a tiny bit of stock. Yeah, I can imagine uh, being the director of production and, and being so production heavy that when um, news started to come out that you know maybe people were sheltering in place different cities and different areas of the country started kind of shutting down slowly can you take me through uh maybe some of your your thought process or your reaction as you maybe slowly started to realize like oh this might this might be not happening anymore right what did that uh feel like for you well i mean we were like we were questioning what what we're going to do but we had a think about how are we going to continually going to continue to service our clients um, and continue to create content for our clients during this time. And of course, every day there was something new, if you remember when that, you know, it's like, oh, are we only working two days a week? Are we going to work remote, but be able to do stuff in the studio? Like we, no one really knew what, but um, luckily um, we were already working on some ideas and testing some things out through our production lab of how to do self-shooting, how um, we could, get content to and from um, an actor to to our post team so that we can you know edit and add motion graphics or um, stock footage to combine that together so we were working on some of this literally as as it was happening because yeah. this was something we were actually planning on well beforehand not because we knew about covid but just because we were talking about are there other ways to reuse our own existing content to um, and to create quicker turnaround content because that's where we're getting a lot of ass from our clients. We have a week, we got to get this done. How do we, you know, so how do we do yeah. that? So there was some of that was sliding already into place. And then it became more about, well, now that we're in, you know, stay at home, yeah. how do we make that work? And, you know, where we basically don't have access to any of the things we would normally touch within an within our office or any of the ability to go rent equipment or anything like that. So yeah. that's, where we kind of jumped to it. Yeah, and, and did, did that happen relatively fast? Like you mentioned, and I, I think we all remember that series of, I mean, literally two or three days when it went from kind of zero to 100, where it went from, huh, this might be a big deal to do not leave your home. So right. I'm, I'm curious about, I mean, especially in, in maybe some of the existing projects that you were maybe in the middle of, um, how quickly you had to pivot 
into a new direction? Well, we had a pivot on like immediately. Um, yeah. You know, basically we were, we were almost a new production company in a week's time. Um, that's how fast it went. But at the same point, we had projects that already lined up to shoot. And these are your more typical larger scale projects. We had to post, you know, they had to be postponed. Um, they were literally right in the queue at that point and we had to stop. Um, and so we had to deal, you know, deal with clients and they, if anyone, the clients understand more than anyone else, they didn't want to travel to where we were going to go shoot. And you know, everyone was very nervous about at that point getting, you know, there was very little information about, is it safe to be on an airplane? And, you know, right. it, you know, so all that was coming out. Everyone was like, we'll, we'll just, we'll hold off. But at the same point, you know, shelter in place orders were popping up all over the country. 90% of our clients aren't within, you know, uh, within our office range, you know, yeah. they're, you know, they're East Coast, West Coast, middle of the country, they're all over. So typically they would go fly to wherever we would say we're shooting. It could be shooting in Portland, you know, in, in the Oregon area. It could be shooting in Portland or it could be shooting anywhere. We do a lot of shooting in California also. And I just got back from a shoot in New York in, in, um, in January, you know, my hometown. Um, so it, it could be, you know, it could be any, t any place, anytime. So we had to like really move quickly on that and make sure the clients were understanding and, and, and agreeing to postpone the shoots, like kind of put them in place, but that still didn't stop us. We were, we've been doing casting remotely now. So we're working with casting agents. We're working with talent agents. We're making things, you know, getting to a point that if it does come back, we're ready to start shooting again. Um, and also for the projects that we're now actually um, creating ourselves, um, where we're doing, you know, um, we'll call it self shooting. Um, we've been working with, you know, casting and talent agents for that. We haven't stopped with that. So we're still hiring local, you know, talent. We're still hiring talent to do our work. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to, to hear more about that before we get into kind of uh, you know, what, what you've managed to, to be able to do now in this, in this new reality. I'm wondering if you can give me some um, kind of reactions, um, feedback, uh, just kind of the general consensus from the, the clients and the customers you were working with. So obviously you had to kind of pivot really quickly. Did you hear a lot of fear, anxiety, uncertainty from the brands that you were working with, from the customers that either Maybe you were in the middle of their project. Maybe you hadn't even started yet. Maybe you were near the end of the project and they realized like, hey, we don't want to do this anymore. What was that reaction like? Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had all the above. Um, a, a night, it's been a, a mix of um, clients saying, we're going to hold off on doing any work because we don't know what's going to happen to um, we're in the midst of you know, editing projects and let's, let's hold or redirect these because we don't know what's going to happen either. On the flip side, other clients were like, we want to do some projects, let's start. And so we started ramping to talk about creative. We had some creative ideas working on, the, I mean, the creative team working on some ideas for one or two clients. And then it turned out because of supply chain, the clients sold out of their supply chain. So like, we can't, we, it doesn't make sense for us to put spots on the air if we can't fill the orders. So those got put on hold. Um, but on the flip side, we are extremely fortunate that we're experiencing tremendous growth. Yeah. And a lot of other clients that have been with us for a while are also part of our new business incentives have come to us saying, we need to get on the air or on the web or on digital ASAP. Can you guys help us come up with ideas that can help move the needle really quick? Yeah. And so we've been actually pretty busy shooting and prepping and planning for a lot of projects and you know the, the pipeline looks really good right now with what's going on we're very yeah. excited about that you know so that that gets us into the the juicy question of the day um 
what does production look like in the time of COVID? I know you just wrapped a production and you're still very active. You're still working a lot. So obviously you're not traveling and you're not going to set and you don't have a team. So right. um, what are you guys doing? So we've, and I don't think any of this is like unique to us. It's just the way we came to do it rather quickly. We've come up with ways of actually shooting with iPhones um, and being able to also see what we're shooting at the same time. We send out these prefab lighting kits that are, you know, totally cleaned before they get there and they're cleaned again when we pick them up. Uh, we, you know, we practice uh, just like Grubhub where, you know, it's uh, no, no touch delivery. Contactless, we, yeah. Contact, yeah <laughs> contactless delivery. Thank you. Um, you know, and uh, you know, it's been working really well. We turned into much more of like tech support because what we're doing is we're hiring talent to basically be our camera people and our lighting people. So we're doing where we may have someone, what I call the pre and the post. So someone actually helps set them up like on the phone via Zoom or via Zoom. Here's how we're gonna set up the lighting here. Here's how we're gonna set your phone up to the computer so we can see what's through the phone and see, have communication with you to we do the shoot and then post is, now here's how you're gonna get it to us because right. we need that footage off your camera right away. And it's been, you know, it's been painful in that respect, but it's working. And, you know, um, painful in the respect that we're working crazy hours to get it sometimes. Um, but, other, but uh, you know, on the rewarding side is after you see the footage, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe we shot that and it looks really good. Yeah. You know, that, that's been pretty rewarding. What are some of the bumps along the road? So what, you know, I, I've, I've worked on set for many years. I've worked with actors for many years and um, no shade to actors at all, but actors are not camera people. Actors are not gaffers. Actors are not DPs or sound people. So yeah. I assume there's been um, a, a big learning curve as well as like maybe some of the unexpected uh, bumps along the way that you've had to um, kind of tackle as you, as you yeah. work through this. So, so talent actors have been fantastic. Um, I will say that they are just as excited to be cast in something in today's day and age because the opposite has been happening to them where it's like, cancel that commercial, cancel that shoot, cancel, you know, they're all sitting around going, when am I gonna get back to work again? And we're out there going, okay, we need, we need to do a shoot that's gonna cast 11 talent or four here. Um, and so when we talk to them, we actually talk to them about part of their agreement with us is they have to work in a different way. They're just not mm -hmm. showing up to set. They're now showing up to help produce basically. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hold their hand through every step of it. And usually they're having a lot of fun with it. Um, and then what we have to do, like I said, we have to turn our, like our tech hats on and figure out, you know, how some, sometimes we, we, you know, we'll have someone spend like way more time trying to get an actor set up on their computer than you would ever imagine just because their computers aren't set the right way you know there's there's a lot of technology out there so we also are learning a lot like okay so we we had we had a much more wider berth of how we were casting people with this type of equipment and that type of equipment. now like we have a project coming up soon that we're going to start casting for we're going to say if you don't have this and this mm. can't work with you you know um and so it, it, that's just because it you know it's, it's a lot of time that gets put yeah. into it. And then when you're kind of like, you're set for your, your shoot and then you're like, I'm now fumbling around trying to make something happen for a couple hours, um, you know, to figure it out. Yeah. Um, sort of the makeup of the crews are really small because we're remote. 
Um, so we do have PA sometimes running around trying to deliver things or pick things up or get props or things like that. Um, a lot of times we have things shipped directly to the, the talent. Like we said, a whole order of these are things that we're going to ship, let's say, from Amazon that they're going to need as props or whatever. That's part of the plan. Um, and then it's just a lot of coordination. And we've actually started working with not self-directing. We're working with directors now. And um, we just worked with a fantastic director that we work with, you know, just earlier this year. And he was able to adapt really quickly. And, and the beauty behind it, he's a director DP and a director photographer. So he was actually able to help us do the lighting also. So we mm. did some light. So with the same light kits that we've created for ourselves, we sent to him. And then he went through and we were working like kind of in parallel, like here's, you know, obviously where we're shooting, the lighting's going to be different, but yeah. we're creating basic setups that we can both operate at the same time. Where's the light direction on the comfort? Where are we going to have, you know, a reflector or a fill, you know, bounced in? Where's the camera going to be in respect to that? Right. And not, and not every shoot is going to be perfect that way. This last one was very difficult, but every, for the most part, it worked very well. Um, and so he was on board with that. So when, when it came to finally like, all right, now he's like, just how I'm seeing you, he may say to the talent, I really like this scene, but can we move the camera this way now? And can we just raise, you know, the light just this far up, but just close down a little bit on the wow. soft You must have to like really that. know, uh, <laughs> you really have to know your stuff to be able to um, direct and light from yeah. afar like that. I think that must be a huge transition. Uh, that must be a huge transition for a director DP to be so hands-off and to yeah. say, I'm going to trust you to do this. I've figured it out. I've tested it. Try this, try this, try that. But that's got to be a whole new kind of world from the director side. Yeah, I think it is. And, it's, and it was fun because he actually had his lighting set up right behind him. So he would actually say to the talent, like, you see what I'm doing with my light here? <laughs> right. you know, so it's like Because they don't know the words. They don't know right. the, yeah, the lingo. Exactly. If they've never done that before, it's a whole exactly. different experience. So it's sort of like, it's a lot more hand-holding um, yeah. and a lot more communication and, and teaching almost, you know, and a lot of times you'll hear the talent go, I didn't even know that. That's so cool. I, you know, I didn't know right. that. And sometimes you have Mac versus PC issues and you have to figure out how you're going to solve that out. And so that's what I'm saying. We're getting every day. We, every time we do a new shoot, we're learning something new and trying something different, you know, and right. the way we did this one, when we shoot again, I think we're going to be doing another project in about a week or so. It probably will be similar, but with some refinements and differences. Right. Cause you're learning as you go. This is, um, Maybe a silly question, but now I'm just really curious. As you're casting talent, uh, are you also considering their space? Uh, you're kind of casting their home yes. in the same way that you're casting yes. them. So, so even if our, the talent is good, maybe the, the space doesn't look quite right. Yes. So in our, in our talent specs, we put location specs. Mm. And we said, you know, within reason, like we're not saying we want you to be on a horse farm, you know, because like it's just not right. going to happen. This is keep in mind, it's not like we're shooting for every possible scenario. You know, right. there's only certain types of scenarios we can do this in right now. You know, when you're state, when you're, you know, told to stay at home. Um, but most of the time that home, we can find spaces within their home. So sometimes we do a, once we determine who the talent is, we do like sometimes a live location scout, like, Hey, turn on your camera, pan around your room. We like this. We're like, do you mind moving that? do you own that painting or do you, did you buy that painting? Do you know who that painting's from? Because otherwise we'll need an artwork release. Mm. Um, and they're really, we've had some really nice house tours um, <laughs> from talent and you're like, wow, they have beautiful homes. <laughs> um, and then we've had some that were like, wow, we just, it, 
it's so tight work. it just doesn't work yeah. you know um and so again that that's part learning but that's how we've been doing it. we've been saying you have to have this type of equipment this type of computer um we want you to check your internet speed mm -hmm. because we need to, just the same way we're talking we need to be able to have that means of communication um and so we try to eliminate as much as we can of the problems it doesn't always eliminate everything of course and there's a lot of times problems pop up just like minutes before you're going to shoot we you know we had situations like that recently yeah. but then we then we troubleshoot and we yeah. troubleshoot as a team we fix it and we we move just like you would on set <laughs> exactly so just that's that's different. no different we're yeah. always you know exactly you know so Beyond the, the shooting at home process and sending uh, cameras to your talent and, and doing this whole kind of um, self-shooting, self-produced thing, I imagine there are some projects that that doesn't work for, for whatever reason. So are there other things you're also doing, um, just other kind of tools in your kit that you're able to do now that you're not able to do production? Sure. So then there's, there's those clients that we actually had scheduled to shoot um, and or replace, a, you know, um, a campaign this year from last year so we're we're maybe doing some animated spots for them in between until we get free and clear to be able to go out and shoot again so we're doing some animation we're also doing some animation combined with stock footage um, motion graphics and then maybe even reutilizing some of our existing um, shots from that that client's library into into videos too so yeah. another thing that you know we've been very fortunate the production lab became remote basically that content producer was able to take, we took all that gear to his house when this was, again, we were prepping all this stuff. Let's get our stuff remote. And um, so we've done some product shooting right in his own home. So, you know, and most people were like, who shot that? Or like our own person shot that. It was just product, you know, set up a nice white psych and, you know, right on his kitchen table basically. Yeah. Lit it, you know, he had some lighting and lit it and, and shot it and then sent that to our editor. So again, trying to be creative to make, make things work out. Yeah. And, and the last question that, again, I, I like to ask of everybody because it's more uh, an imagination than it is a question, but having worked in production for so long, just like me, I, I've been on sets for the last 15 years of my life. Um, what do you think production is going to look like a year from now? I, I, people always talk about kind of getting back to normal, and I think we're all maybe realizing that um, normal is going to just have a different... Um, meaning after all of this production is obviously a very close quarters job uh it's hard to stay six feet away from people while you're setting up a light and putting on someone's makeup right. and focusing a camera so again there's no right answer to this but just in your imagination think you know spring 2021 what is a set gonna look like well i think that the entire way we shoot and edit is going to be different i mean we were from a post-production standpoint, our post team did an incredible job of going remote almost 100% immediately. Like, boom, they were editing at home, you know? And I know a lot of other companies have done that also. So, you know, that's great. Um, so from an editing perspective, there may be, you know, just sort of a, almost like a, a file share system and we're gonna work remotely, pop into the office as needed, pop out, that type of thing. But from a production standpoint, I mean, everything's gonna be different. It's, it's, um, I think what, what's gonna happen is we're, I'm calling it a two-phase process. So phase one is when we eventually get told that we can start, we don't have to be sheltered in place, but we really won't have more than 10 people that are able to gather together at the same time. So we're gonna have to have a really small crew, a small crew system, um, only the essential people there, no clients, maybe not even the 
the agency creative team or account team. And so we've developed ways that we can actually show, just like we're doing um, shooting remotely, we can actually beam right, what's right through a normal camera, not, not like an iPhone or, or Samsung or something like that. We can do that with you know, Alexa Mini or, um, or GH5, right. whatever, we can beam through that so they can be seeing exactly what's through the camera and at the same time communicate with us so they don't have to be there. So the clients will probably be offset. Um, the crews will be small. The, we're going to be wearing masks and gloves. You know, everyone's going to have to be required to do that. You're going to have to try to stay as far apart as possible and we'll set up zones that people can do that with. Mm -hmm. um, then phase two is where you will be able to get to a larger crew. Um, you know, and you will probably do more traveling where you can go, oh, I'm going to shoot in Hawaii at a different location. Um, but you're still going to adhere to the same principles of phase one, where everyone's going to still wear masks and, and gloves. And one of the things I didn't bring up is people are going to be checked in the morning. Like the crew's going to be like, um, you know, temperature or how do you feel? If you don't feel well, don't come to set. We'll cover it. You know, so there may even be like a substitute crew member, like, you know, like right. in, in the dugout, you know, an understudy, <laughs> yeah. exactly, you know, just a backup player, um, just ready to pop in, you know, because ready to wear multiple hats. So they could be a, a, a gaffer grip, but they can also be a PA at the same time, you know, depending on what it is. Um, and just, just so that you're best prepared um, if someone isn't feeling well, because you don't want to put anyone at risk. That's definitely, you know, just some of what I see yeah. happening, you know, in the in in the next uh, the next few months to the next year. Or so I don't think we're going to be back to a normal for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and and it's sad, but I think we've always adapted. You know, that's the one thing you can say about about production and, and film and television is they've always figured out a way to adapt, sometimes better, sometimes worse. Um, and so I think we're all doing the same thing. We're all trying to adapt and make this work and, and grow and, 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 and people to grow their companies and get production companies back working again um, and agencies back on their feet and, and clients advertising. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm so inspired by, by what you've described here and, and what you've been oh, able to you. do. I feel like, um, just as you say, it's all about adaptation. And I feel like you guys have really been um, very clever in the way you've been able to quickly kind of get back on your feet and find new ways to produce. Um, I think it's very, uh, very inspiring. And I, I hope more production companies are able to, you know, continue to innovate, find new ways to continue um, producing content. Yeah, I agree. I hope, I hope we're all, because we're all in this together. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the more we can, we can all succeed, the better. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you so much for your thank time. You. I know you are very busy and I, I, I hope you continue to stay very busy. Good luck thank on you. all your upcoming projects. Um, really and hopefully it. we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you. Bye.